Can you hear me, James? Dude, we're recording. We started already. Oh, oh yes. Hello. <laughs> Bonjour. Welcome to the Sexcapades podcast, episode... 17? 17. Apologies for our lack of programming last week. Yeah, it was. Uh, we 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 are real human beings. We have real stuff we have to deal with, and sometimes we can't do a podcast, even though we know our thousands and thousands of listeners want to hear us. Sometimes we know. just have to be like, "Listen, thousands and thousands, you're gonna have to wait." <laughs> and so, this week we thought, let's bring it back with a bang for National Orgasm Day, and let's say, <laughs> "Welcome to the Sexcapade Podcast, the Roundtable Sex Positive Discussion." I am your boy. Flashman James, coming to you live with Ruby Red Squirt and Smirnoff Citrus Vodka from Oakland, California. My ponytailed co-host, please introduce yourself. Hello, this is Joyceful Moments, coming from Seattle again. Oh. <laughs> and today I'm drinking the lovely Waterloo Sparkling Water, grapefruit flavored. I'd say it's... Uh, Seven out of ten on the my reading scale. It's seven out of ten? Yeah. That's not, not good for yeah. sparkling water. All right. And today we are joined by Erica. Hey! 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 I don't have a great answer. No, I, yeah. I think Eric James From, should have done it. Yeah. I thought he was going to take it over, but. You thought I was going to take it over? <laughs> Yeah, you're, you introduced me. No, I'll take it over. I'll take this shit over. Yeah, you can introduce yourself, yeah, Erica. Erica. I am uh, here with Joyce in Seattle and uh, just figured swing by on a Friday night and talk about some interesting topics. So talk about I don't know some... what we're going to talk about, but... Some crazy, nasty, filthy, dirty... Let's do I'm it. Joking. So um, a typical Friday. Typical, yeah, just a regular Friday. Friday. A tame Friday. Friday, actually. Yeah. Um, Kink Corner. Oh, kinky. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so, this week on the King Court now, we decided to do a movie review. And the movie is a 2016 Canadian independent movie. Now, I know, listeners, when you hear Canadian, when you hear Canadian, you think... Boring. What's the, what's the point in even watching <laughs> it? I get it. Um, listen to this review and your views on Canada may remain the same. Um, what's the name of the movie? Um, throw it out there, Joyce, and then we'll, we'll go talk about it. This movie is called Below Her Mouth. What a great title. Not. I don't know who's starring in it. These are actresses that I've never seen before. Never see again. Probably never <laughs> see again. Unless they're in commercials. Or porn. Or porn, but I wouldn't even watch them in porn. Um, to be honest, they weren't. They weren't. Um, they weren't even in convincing in that respect. Um, disclaimer: thousands and thousands of listeners. I only watched the two-minute trailer um, <laughs> because once I watched this trailer, there was a taste in my mouth that was akin to the sourest of lemons. It was. I. I was like, what the. What the <laughs> Why would Joyce send me this to review? I, th- ugh. Ugh. That taste is still there, so I'm washing it down with my Ruby Red Squirt and Smirnoff Citrus Vodka. Give us a sponsor. <laughs> oh, 
or Waterloo. I mean, Waterloo is 10 out of 10. It's great. Everyone should drink it. But yeah, let's... um. In my notes, I'll tell you what I wrote. <laughs> stiff. St- stiff acting. Predictable. Following the Fifty Shades model, which itself was a trash-ass movie. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you guys think? All right, let's give a bit of background first. Review oh, the yeah. movie, and then we'll give our opinions. Okay, well, first of all, I had not seen this movie before. The movie suggestions you were giving me for our movie review were really things that I've never seen or scenes that I watched like over 10 years ago. So I don't want to, we needed it yeah. to be relevant. For sure. Relevance um, is good. So then I just sent it and then I was like, hey, this is a lesbian movie. Hey, Erica's coming on. Here we go, the resident expert. <laughs> Let's make this more relevant here. Um, um, First question, did you watch the movie or did you watch a trailer like James? Oh, I watched it. Oh, okay. I watched it. You mean you endured it? Because it's so, not. Yeah, what, how would you describe a a twenty second synopsis of what the movie's about? There's a lot of sex <laughs> and a really perfectly angled mirror that oh. inspired my my bedroom decor. <laughs> but I mean, I'm now I probably won't do that. But there's just, that's what I got. There's a really <laughs> cool mirror in the movie that I, I now want in my bedroom. Oh. I meant more on the lines of, you know, straight woman. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> like um, the actual plot line. <laughs> I thought it was... To me, it's right. a stereotypical straight woman yes. in a unhappy relationship meets mysterious, sexy roofer. <laughs> Slim, very, um, <laughs> very minimal woman. muscles as a roofer. Yes. Uh, and an affair ensues. That's kind of... The most predictable and played out storyline in Hollywood. Unhappy yeah. person meets someone who changes their view that they're not supposed to be together. Oh my gosh, they're going to be together. What happens? Precisely. 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 But if you're looking for softcore porn, I liked it. If that's your thing, then... But the thing about it is... <laughs> it was fine. The movie itself, not great. If you want something to, like... Well, that's what porn up for, though. <laughs> yeah. But if you want softcore porn, don't you also want, like, acting that isn't as bad as your high school play? Or... I, think... I don't expect much from any type of porn Me either. Noise. I usually put porn on mute. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? Oh, no. When they're speaking, oh. I definitely do. Why? I don't. I just fast forward. It like, makes me so angry. Like they're acting in their words. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. I can't listen to this. I'll just unmute you when you get into it. No, I just fast forward through it. Like, how would you put it on mute? You guys are missing a trick. Fast forward and mute. I would fast forward through below her mouth though. I would. <laughs> I would go. You know when the Netflix thing goes, boom, and it shows the big red N. Yeah. I I play that and then I fast forward to the end when it goes, boom, and it shows the big red N again. I'd be like, great film. Uh. As as a queer person myself, and I will just say this at the start, I do not represent every single queer person, every lesbian. We are, the one great thing about us is we are all very unique and very opinionated. But I would say the consensus of that movie is trash. Rash. Just because it's it's very unrealistic I in agree. how it portrays <laughs> female and female sex. And that 
to me, the big thing was just that there needed to be a penis the whole time. Whether that was a strap-on, like, it, and the scene where she's in the bathtub. By herself? By herself. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, do people actually do that? Like, I've never done I've, that. Also, I don't have a fancy ass tub like that. Tub where I can just lay my legs over one edge and like hold my vagina underneath the water fountain. Yeah, there, just... there's a masturbation scene in it where she basically is in one of those like what are they something foot tubs? Claw foot tub. And she just like runs the water over her vagina and comes. I have neither a tub or a vagina, so that scene probably wouldn't have resonated with me. I don't know how I, that would work. I've never yeah. masturbated with water. Nor so. have I. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't tried it. I haven't. We can neither confirm or deny. You know, it seems like exactly. I won't shame it. I just haven't heard of it. I definitely questioned that scene. Yeah. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Okay. Um, Yeah. So sex capades, golden dildos. Out of five, how many are you giving it? Uh, are there negative dildos? (laughs) I give it one. You give it one golden dildo for. Below her mouth. You know what? I'll give it a two because I, I would always say any even bad representation is representation. So if that gets someone curious to be more interested in something else, then I'm for it. You so. know, that's good. I think if I were horny and then wanted to watch something along those lines, I'd probably watch it again, honestly. So So the Sesame yeah. Pays Golden the Deal one. as we're giving it two or two and a one would that average is to a one point five. One point five. It it serves its purpose, and if that purpose is to either fill a fantasy or, or get you curious, then there you go. So official golden dildo rating for below her mouth, one point five. Sexcapade stamped. And the script is really bad. Well, no, the acting is terrible. The actor was a model who just happened to. I sadly I know too. <laughs> <laughs> Even the bad ones like, I, I know I just about. Have to know, you know. About it, but... It's okay. I feel the same way about black movies. Soul Plane, terrible. I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> multiple. Uh, um, so, yeah. Um, our topic of the day, if you've guessed, there's three voices on the podcast, which usually means the topic of the day is a lovely grilling discussion. And um, we wanted to do this actually during Pride Month, but I'm kind of glad we didn't because that's so pigeonholed and played out. And that's the opposite of what the sescapades is. Um, so Pride's year round Say it louder for the listeners in the back Um, (laughs) Ain't no time I'm stopping being happy Hell yeah (laughs) So we are just Our main main, uh, topic of the day Is just talking Talking with Erica Picking her brain And hopefully Not hopefully This will be an extremely Educational and enlightening podcast To myself for sure and all of our thousands and thousands. Did I say we had thousands? Thousands and thousands of listeners. Thousands. thousands. No pressure. No pressure. Um, I have a bunch of questions written down. I'm sure Joyce does too. I don't know who should ask the first question. Um, I'm going to say Joyce because, yeah, you know, age before beauty. Hey, age before first. beauty. I'm ready. What do you got? Well, you're younger, so that age. Because I'm way more fabulous. Okay, my question. First of all, I think we should just have all the listeners know a little bit about you. So how do you identify identify? 
yeah yeah no i i identify as a cis white female pronouns are she her um and i am i i say gay lesbian queer kind of all encompassing um but i would say also i'm unique in the fact that i wasn't someone who knew my entire life i wasn't someone who grew up and you know was like this is this is my reality y'all um i yeah i came out at 23 24 and i'm 29 now so yeah it's a uh, newer and i and i will also say before i answer any questions as i said before i do not represent an entire community everyone's experiences are different everyone's lives yeah. are different so i'll just speak from what i know and what i've experienced and, and had conversations about hell yeah it's yeah. clarified that you're not representing <laughs> yeah. all god all no. of any group right okay um, my first question, well, question, question, mm-hmm. how did you first learn about sex or how were you first exposed to sex? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think at a, at a pretty young age, I mean, and, and this is a terrible thing, you know, it's not, not a bad thing that happened, but one of the first things I remember growing up was one of my best guy friends. We knew that like sex was when two people were naked together so like we like laid in a bed naked together we didn't do anything and we were probably seven or something like that like way too young but we didn't do anything we're like so this is what it is right (laughs) and so yeah it was it was weird but that's like one of my first memories but then after that um I had an older brother and him and his friends were very vulgar so I think I heard a lot of terms early on but I didn't really understand I remember thinking that the word ass was a man's penis for the longest yeah. time. <laughs> I thought an ass was a penis. And so I remember so learning like, that. I'm wow, like, wow, look at his ass. Though. Yeah, and I'm like, I was like, you're wrong. That's mm. ass. <laughs> like, no, Erica, it is not. So I think, yeah, just very young being exposed uh, through my brother and his friends, but never not being, sh- not sheltered in any way, necessarily. I mean, it was the typical, don't show your kids stuff that isn't appropriate for them, but never religious don't do this don't expose yourself to that any type of inhibitions in that sense so yeah were you free to explore as a child or like as a young i was i mean and the one thing that i'll i always hate is when people say oh i knew you were gay from a young age and that's that's one thing that one never tell someone that they knew something that they didn't know themselves that's one thing to remember but I was a tomboy, yes. I I wore, you know, baggier clothes and I played with the boys and I played sports, but I never questioned anything in that sense. It was just, I grew up with brothers and boy cousins and that's how I lived my life. So then when people try to pigeonhole that as, oh, I knew this about you because of the way you acted as a kid, it's like, you can't put that on a kid. Yeah, you can have kids that wear dresses nowadays and grow up to be, you know, the manliest men. So just let them do whatever yeah. they want to do. So, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, my my best friend had a had a quote unquote gender reveal recently, and she, and she didn't even want to call it a gender reveal. She's like, "This is what the baby's going to come out as," but that does not mean that's going to affect how we, the colors we choose for their clothes or, you know, how we treat them or raise them. So yeah, it's a new world. It is a new world. Um, But I like 
some of the direction the new world is headed in. Um, my wife, who mm-hmm. incidentally Erica played soccer with, um, yeah, we we've also That's kind of so. going down the path of like, well, we're not doing the gender. We're not even finding out the gender of the baby before it's born. But we like the name we're picking out is a gender neutral name. We don't really care about pushing yeah. any norms, well, quote unquote norms or whatever. I think it's more important just to raise them with love and raise them to be confident and kind. Absolutely. I, I love that. And you know what? Not not finding out a gender is one of the few true surprises that you get in this world. So that's going to be exciting. Well, I like that. Yeah. That is a real surprise. Oh, are you ready for that? <laughs> I am not ready. I almost, I've the amount of times I've like teared up with like, father daughter or father son moments that pop up on commercials and tv shows that it's ridiculous i'm just uh i'm not ready for anything i'm just gonna cry for like 18 years i'm oh, i didn't even know i'm already nearly crying stop it guys <laughs> okay 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 we'll, we'll pick a new question okay, then <laughs> new question yeah i got one you ready i'm ready when's the first time you had sex and how was it Ooh. and then when was the first time you had sex with a woman yeah okay and how is it very different <laughs> Very, very different. Um, first time I had sex with a boy, I was, I think, 17. Um, it was my boyfriend at the time. And it was one of those things where I just, we were dating long enough. And in my head, it was so stupid. I was like, well, I guess we just kind of have to have sex. Because, like, I need to lose my virginity mm-hmm. to someone. We're dating. I trust you. And so we did uh, at my parents' house, like, in this dark room. And I just remember thinking it was not exactly how I thought it was cracked up to be. It was quiet. Mm. You just heard the sound of bodies, which is ah. a sound I had never heard before. So, like, if you've never heard that, you're like, is that what it's supposed to sound like? Why is it bouncing? <laughs> Seriously. And then I feel terrible, but, like, after we finished, she was so sweet and was the nicest guy. And I just go, yeah, you can go now. <laughs> and I told him to leave. And then uh, shortly after that, like, we broke up. And not because of anything. I think he just, I have commitment issues and that's a whole nother path but yeah it was he's and now he's one of my brother's best friends and i see him all the time so <laughs> but he's a great guy i mean there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing i felt you know it just was like i feel like a, it was a box i had to check was that your lone um, experience with a man sex like sex no no i've, I've slept with a, a a few not a ton but um i've actually pretty much only had like long-term relationships with men um, but yeah, the first time I slept with a woman is a funny story because it was an accident. Oh. And to keep it very short, I was in Boise. We had all gone out to the bars because I went to school at Boise. Uh, we all got into the bars. I was walking home because I do an Irish exit. You know, I'm, I'm too drunk. I'm going home. I'm walking home. And I see this girl getting a fight with a boyfriend and the boyfriend throws her phone against nice. a wall and shatters it. Right. And so I go, I walk up, I'm like, are you okay? Do you need to use my phone? Do you need to call someone? Whatever. And then, of course, I'm very drunk at this time, but I say, hey, well, I'm taking a cab down to where pretty much all the students live, right? So it's, hey, if you want to jump in the cab, you don't have a way to call one, whatever. And I just remember flashes of, like, she then started kind of, like, a very feminine girl, like, sundress, you know, and I'm dressed not super feminine, but also not, like, I, you know, I got long hair. I'm not super dykey or anything like that. And I just remember her like kind of grabbing on my arm. Like it was a flash of that. And then I get back to the house that I was staying in. And I basically like 
I don't know how it escalated to where it got, but we ended up in my friend's bedroom and I like with no hesitation just went in. And to this day, that girl is the dirtiest talker I have ever, ever been with in my entire life. You just yeah. literally picked her up off the street. Literally picked her up <laughs> off the street. And then the next morning, obviously, she still does not have a phone. To, so I'm like, Ooh, let me go yeah. grab my car. I'll drive you home. Like, And I'm just laughing to myself because it's not weird. Like, I'm not feeling, oh, my God, what's happening in my head? I'm just laughing. Like, I just picked up a girl off the street and just, like, <laughs> fucked in a bedroom that wasn't That's mine. Not <laughs> I'm, like, dropping her off. I'm, like, she's like, can we stop at the gas station buy cigarettes? So I was like, wow. sure. Like, what is my life right now? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was, but that happened. So 17, first time with the boy, I think I was 23, first time with the so, girl. Yeah. Um, earlier you said that you came out at 23. That's when you came out. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that you were gay? I had had this like crush on someone that was a female that kind of like sparked my, oh, this might be a thing. Um, and and then it was like I slept with a girl and I think it was just one of those things where I realized, oh, this isn't weird for me. Like it doesn't feel weird. So I just embraced it and I'm lucky enough to have family and friends that like were asking me, they're like, So what's going on? And I'm like, I don't really know. And they're like, All right, cool, just let us know. <laughs> and so I figured it out. You know, I came out as bi, which, you know, is a very valid thing to be, but I think the longer I experienced being with females, I was like, oh, that this is probably more where I'm going to stay. <laughs> I'm going to stay over here. <laughs> but I will say, though, like, if Chris Evans walked into the room and was like, hey, girl, let's do this, I'm I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Captain Chris America. Evans. Captain America? Come on, oh, Joyce. Nice. Get your head out. Chris Evans eyes. and Michael B. Jordan are, like, my whole cast straights. <laughs> yeah, I just watched him in Knives Out, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was my experience, I guess, so... But yeah, I've been fortunate enough to have, like I said, accepting family and friends. And, and now it's my favorite part about me. So. Nice. Um, yeah. Growing up in the east side of, of, the, uh, of the state of Washington, which is stereotypically more conservative, do you think that shaped any uh, subconscious or conscious resistance in you wanting to explore your sexuality when you started to uh, realize signs? I don't know if it was where I lived. I think it was just, I never really allowed those thoughts in, but at the same time, I was never really overly sexual with men too. It, I just, I, I always chalk it up to like, I didn't really have a huge sex drive. Um, and I think that probably had something to do with me not necessarily being really attracted to men, but not realizing that's because I was attracted to women. So, like, I never had a crush on any of my friends growing up. I never was like, oh, my God, my best friend. I think I'm in love with her. It was never that. It was like, yeah, I guess he's cute. I, I'll make out with him, <laughs> sure. Like, but it was it was never, like, a sex drive. So, um, and that's why I think there's always this saying in the queer community that we experience adolescence at a different age when it comes to sexuality Mm -hmm. and sex because I was not dating boys and you know making out in a movie theater and doing all the things that you do when you're middle school high school even college like I wasn't doing that because I had no drive to do it so then at 23 when I realized oh I do like sex now I'm I'm gonna be 14 15 16 and just like date around and and 
you know, sleep with a bunch of people. And so I kind of experienced it in my 20s, which is why I think sometimes people perceive the queer community. And again, not all of them, but they perceive them as like promiscuous when really they're mm. just finally able to live out what they've always You saying wanted. it like that is fucking eye-opening as a motherfucker. And I fucks with that point on a thousand because when you think about it puberty is usually when you go through all those kind of exploration type deals but if Mm -hmm. you're if you're unaware of something at that point you're not going to be able to fully explore it so whenever you come to the realization that oh i guess i'm gay i guess that's the dawn of your puberty which if it happens at 23 Think of the mistakes I made from 16 to 21. It's like, I should, people yeah. be saying some very, people do still say some very wild shit about 16 year old. Woo. Anyway. Well, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You, you, you get better at realizing mm-hmm. what you want, your skill level. Like, it's even at 23, like, I was like learning how to do the things and the stuff. So I can't say that I was great at anything. You truly are, like you said, living your puberty at a different age. And yeah, so it's been an interesting like 20s. I'll yeah. say that. I, I, I'm <laughs> assuming it's been fun. Fun and uh, educational. Yes. Fun and educational. Yeah, I, I joked when I was listening to your guys' last, last week. I was like, oh, it would have been bad if I was on that podcast about all the toys and all that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, let me run down the list. <laughs> We can talk about toys, too. <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. How did you learn about sex after 23? Like, how did you... What you know, if, or oh, was there ever a point in time when you were just like, now I'm good at sex? Or were you, were you like, the first experience where you were just like, yeah, I was pretty good, I'm good. Or... Well, okay, so... Sleeping with women and being a woman, I think you understand a, a little bit more of how to read someone's body and and I'll be the first one to say like my first couple times I probably was shit like I I'm just excited to be Mm. here I'm off the bench finally put me in coach yeah like the the version of a two pump chump (laughs) and so um I think for me and my experience it was when I finally found someone that we never really we never dated we were just really good friends but we were very comfortable and it was one of those times where you get the consistency to learn someone and learn their their body, the way that they react. And so that's how I kind of learned was just the consistency with one person, person, but being like totally open for anything. But that still took time. Like it wasn't until way after that, that we realized, oh, you're into this. I could be down for that. Like a year later, I'm like, wait, we could have been doing this this whole fucking time. Like, so yeah, I guess... I had a lot of queer friends too, even before um, I came out. So having those conversations with like-minded people and hearing their experiences as well, definitely the do's, the don'ts, the like this person was trash. And I'm telling you, just because you sleep with a woman does not mean that every time it's going to be top notch. Like I've had the worst sex of my life has been with a woman. So Me too. do you want to tell that story? <sighs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, that story is just kind of, she, she works at, uh, she, I've had a crush on me for the longest time. And so I was finally like, this sounds terrible, but I'm like, all right, fine. Um, and she worked at, uh, Adam and Eve 
So oh. you're thinking, oh, you okay. Be fun. Yeah, you're like, okay, so you know some stuff. You might... No. I've never gotten dressed and called an Uber so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoop. She's the only person that's ever blocked me on Instagram, too. So. <laughs> Bloody Dora. Oh. Wait, wait, because I'm now I just I'm curious. Like, what are your guys' worst like worst sex story? Oh, I think we've talked about them before, yeah. I mean, I've spoken about like embarrassing like the the tissue, but um, I heard, yeah, no, I've heard about the tissue, but but, <laughs> but I mean, just like like, and I know you've had bad blowjobs. Oh, terrible! And such. To be honest, the worst sex I've ever had in my life. It wasn't the woman's fault. It it was because of me because I was a two pump chump. Okay. Which can be embarrassing for sure. I, mean, I have no I shame, so it wasn't that embarrassing for me. <laughs> I think she was more embarrassed. Um, but yeah, it was just basically all this big build up, meet up. Oh, I'm talking that big game. Oh, look at Jay. Look at him. He's so fly. He's so cool. Yeah, you know. One, two. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I will say though, and Joyce, I don't know if you can agree with this, but it's so nice as a female to one not have a visual representation of your horniness or being turned on like oh you don't yes. get a boner that says like I, hey that would be like every oh my god i can only time. imagine like I, i've heard horror stories about boys in high school like putting it waistband. in their little tuck it in the waistband <laughs> <laughs> or okay. but yeah that or like being able to not or continue and some boys are different obviously i not speaking from experience <laughs> but like to be able to have multiple like orgasms, keep, orgasms and, like keep going and not needing kind of a a reset that doesn't work for me though like that really that bites me in the ass oh be- when i have one i want another and it's like you better keep going and then yeah that's just <laughs> like you already came i'm like yeah no but you kept going so i need to come again and <laughs> yeah, so like, like, i not- have to finish with the <laughs> orgasm or else you got it gotta have to end it right yeah true very true. demanding there Wow. Um, no. This isn't a question that's anything to do about sexuality. It's just something to do with dating because I've been out of the game of dating for so long. But I, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess your perspective is going to be from uh, a queer perspective. Is dating more difficult now in the age of the um, hookup app? Or do you think it was better and easier or even more fulfilling back when it was just send a text, let's go to KFC. I'm just giving away my dates. Let's go to KFC <laughs> and then let's watch Rush Hour. Let's watch Rush Hour 2 at, at the movie theater. Um, what about, what do you, I mean, what do you think first? Because I'll, yeah. I feel like our, our experiences are very different solely because one, I think the world has changed dramatically yeah. in the acceptance of, of anything that's other in the last 10 years at least and so the availability of apps has allowed for those people that maybe have been questioning or weren't sure like you get on there and you're not going to get in trouble and it's like you're not getting Mm. outed if you're curious about something Mm. you know and I think that's a that's been a, a positive thing for sure I mean one of the people that I was last seeing I was the first person that she had ever been with but she was, you know, my age and it was, we met on Tinder. So something like that, where if you don't have those friends and you don't go frequent those spaces, how are you ever going to find that? But, oh, I always worry about using apps in Seattle because I feel like 
I like I have so many cousins in Seattle. I have so many like friends. True. If they if someone sees me on, because there have been times when like my friend can see me on on an app, and then I'll share like, oh, you guys, I saw Joyce on this app. Is it embarrassment and to be on think, an app? Exactly. Think, yeah. you, so no, but it's like weird if it's shared that like where everyone knows where I'm like dating. I guess it's not. I don't know. I feel like it's just my business, so I don't want it out there. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I mean, you know, especially when I was early my baby gay which I'm still what only I, I consider myself a six-year-old gay because that you know from the time he came out but it was something where it's like oh do I put in like I'm interested in both and that's like the controversial thing that I'm doing and someone but I think if you find someone else that's also searching for that like we, we're pretty good at keeping shared secrets usually like no one no one in the community is going to go be outing people usually oh, because they've had to go okay. through an experience so yeah but even just seeing like someone you know you're like oh my god I went to high school with that person or like I've seen people I've been to high school with be like we're a couple searching for a third and I'm like I went to high school with you that's <laughs> weird wait what app is this yeah Thrinder which yeah. is deleted probably not that I even know what that what? What? The Rinder? What? What's Field it now. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Field. What? Yeah, it's okay. I'm from Field. I've never was heard Field. of Field. Field. Yeah. I used Field when I was in, not Seattle. <laughs> it was, I liked the fact that I can use it and not worry about like anyone else seeing me on there. It's just kind of like you can put in your preferences, like what you're looking for. Are you like looking for a threesome? Are you looking for, and like what type of threesome? Oh. Are you looking for, you know, just, you like put your preferences. Yeah. But it's very specific. It's like open. It's not just like male or female. Interesting. I've never heard of that. Maybe we'll do an app review as well. Um, I remember I, suggested, I suggested it to Colombian Poppy and he did not like it. Colombian Poppy, <laughs> if you're listening... We'll have my bones to pick with him. I'm not <laughs> if you're listening, take yeah, come on, listen to our advice. We're we're not licensed or accredited, but we're gonna call ourselves <laughs> experts and you need to listen to us. That's funny. But yeah, so I would say that for queer people it's probably a better space than it was. But I I, I mean that's the difference of asking if it was a better world that we lived in before we had cell phones. There was nothing wrong with not having a cell phone, but it was just a different way of it was life. Better, so. I'm gonna tell you that. Yeah. Well, less bullying. Um, on that note, you came out later in life, but have you ever experienced any type of uh, bullying or just negative bigoted, bigoted behavior? Or is that something you've been great uh, graciously um, had, had to uh, avoid I think I am probably more in the uh fortunate side of that I I've definitely seen it I've seen it with friends um I came out and at the time I was living in Salt Lake City oh. Utah which not your your outwardly queer city but also has apparently at the time was like one of the best places for gay men to live um so I came out and I volunteered at a pride and the pride was like super loving and respectful. And so that was kind of my first introduction to a mm -hmm. community. And then I moved from Salt Lake city to Denver and Denver's a very progressive city. So when I was kind of hanging out with this girl that I met there, that we were best friends and we were having a good time, like we go to dinners and dates and not, not really be bothered at all. The only like, 
but the only times being quote unquote bothered was me being with her. Literally, it's clear that we are together and men still coming up because she's a very pretty girl so men would still come up and like hit on her and i'm like oh i'm sitting right i here. was gonna say the people that Hello? bother you, you i bet it's that? always men because for some reason men seem to just have a real issue with just gay people they, they just hate to see well not all men don't want to speak all men but the bigoted ones they hate seeing two guys together and then they hate seeing two girls together even more. It's like, what, what? Chill. So I was wondering, is it What's men it? that usually give you that? It's. I think it's more that they're threatened by men because, unfortunately, that's what a lot of people have been brought up in to believe that it's a, you know, they are a man, so they th- that man must be thinking of me the way that I think of, you know, some females. Angela White. Or, yeah. Or when it comes to two women, it's like, but that's not real. That, that doesn't count. Uh-huh. Like, I can yeah. change that. And it's like, no, if if there are two women together, I will tell you 95% of the time, they want nothing to do with you. So you coming up is, it's you're swinging and missing. The bone killer. And when it would happen to me, fortunately, and, and everyone pretty much that I know, all my friends that are femme presenting, that have trouble, you know, being queer and being femme, which is a, a struggle that I don't understand and I will never understand because you you can't ex- show who you are inside. So you're getting hit on a lot by men. Most females that are like that, that I know are very good at standing up for themselves and saying, actually, I'm here with so-and-so or I'm not interested, I'm gay. And then the guys will, oh, I don't believe you. It's, it's unfortunate, but it does happen. But most fems have that i that i know have been are stronger than i could ever be in that sense where they're like no i said no once now you can fuck right off mm. <laughs> like, so yeah i like that um yeah also you mentioned working at your first pride um mm-hmm. what does that term that month that celebration all of it what does it mean to you Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think it really, for me and the prides that I've gone to, it's finding a space that you all of a sudden feel the majority in, which is exciting because you walk through life with, I mean, like I said, I'm a cis white female. I don't, unless you knew me or asked me, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm gay, right? So some people have things that they they live their lives, you know, James, like you as a black man, you can't you can't change that about you and people see that. Except for Michael thing. Jackson. <laughs> Love you, Mike. R.I.P. Carry on. <laughs> but but yeah, it's I think it's one of those times where you can be surrounded by people that are either like you in some sense or support you in everything that you are. And it's just like a happy time to just say like, and like I said earlier, being gay, honestly, is my favorite thing about me. It's the one thing that I feel like makes me unique. And I feel like I'm part of this club that like only a few people are part of. And I love it. And, um, you know, I, we make jokes all the time about, about straight people and all that. Like, oh, they're homophobic. I'm heterophobic. Uh. Like, it's a joke, but it's just, it's a fun space to be in. So like I said earlier, though, pride is year round. Like, I, there's never a time that I'm ashamed mm-hmm. about it. Um, 
but that's I think has a lot to do with where the world is now and it's so much more widely accepted our generation the next generation they don't give a flying fuck about who you are how you identify your pronouns anything you know so it's just a cool I don't know like I said it feels like a club it's a fun club to be a part of um how do we get into this club (laughs) well no because I was I, I really wanted to ask you guys this and I want you guys to be honest because some people feel like this question is questioning any part of their, you know, their sexuality or anything. But have you ever in your life like questioned wanting or trying or like have you ever made out with a guy or a girl of the same? I'm so curious. <laughs> Do you want to go first, James? Yeah, I don't mind going first. Um, I've never ever questioned my sexuality. Um it's not that I, yeah, I, I, I've never questioned it. I've just been very sure since a very early age. I've just been extremely sexually charged with all that energy directed at mm-hmm. females from like, I think seven was the first time I French kissed someone and like almost got a boner from it. Um, so I've, I've never ever questioned my sexuality. I've kissed guys as a joke a couple times, um, just like, yeah little pecks on the um on the lip i think i did that <laughs> a few times people probably didn't think it was a joke now i'm saying it. they're like <laughs> they ain't joking <laughs> but it's because i just like i'm like i know i'm not gay so i don't care and i don't care if you think i'm gay so whatever um and being a crazy sucio which is spanish and it means i think wild um i've obviously been in sexual situations where there's uh guys and girls there definitely brushed some legs definitely had guys brush up against me in those situations um things of that nature but i've never wanted it or gone for it Mm -hmm. uh and i've never yeah never initiated any uh gay contact i don't know the what word to use but yeah that's that's my viewpoint on it yeah my turn (laughs) um i've been with a woman i enjoyed it i would do it again (laughs) um would i but i don't like I'm on you the spectrum, right. you know. There's a spectrum. Oh, there's I definitely continue, but I have a, I have a, I have a question for you guys on that. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I'm not like always attracted to women. Definitely not. But right. there are like occasionally like one or two. I'm like, oh yeah, I fuck her. Like Ariana Grande. What? <laughs> Interesting. Like who is? Okay. Why do you go for women that look like twelve year olds? like you're going for like a little bit more smaller like, I like size. Size. yeah that's, yeah. that's my thing like I'm smaller than most guys so if I wanted to be with some like a woman I would want to feel like more but Ariana yeah, Grande looks like she's 12 yeah I know this but she's not 12 <laughs> I think she's around my age just take that ponytail off <laughs> hey hey I'm not impressed with Ariana Grande. Don't yuck my You're right. That's, the, so that's our motto fucking here? motto. Do not yuck the yum. And you know what? I did a big old yuck. And you always say that. I look like I'm 12. So <laughs> you look like you're 10, so to be fair. You're 10. <laughs> Ariana Grande looks older than you. <laughs> no, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and going back to the spectrum thing, like, I personally believe that 
every every person is on a spectrum and you can be 99.99% on the spectrum but there are what 7 billion people in this world you don't oh, think yeah. that you could find one person that could turn I still 30 oh, plus definitely. years have not found that guy oh no turn me. yeah same same oh, but but it's just the possibility of But I also feel like, like I just that's because the flyest motherfucker in the world is um is Dwayne Wade and he's already married. So. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, three championships. <laughs> Let's not forget there, LeBron no, came I... to play with him. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, I agree with that one. I have a question. Yeah, talking about turning. Do you ever try? Do you ever try to return someone? Turning. Okay. And that is such the biggest misconception when I, I will never deny there are some lesbians that are like, watch me, watch me turn the straight girl. Cause it's, but I'm sorry, but that it, movie, you know, the, yeah, the blow oh. like when you, when you quote unquote turn someone, that means that they were never straight to begin with. No, that there, it was already, like they were just waiting for that one person to approach them. And so, but for me, am, am I attracted to straight people? No. I'm, I, it's just if I know that they're straight, I'm not trying to to question you on that. Just like I wouldn't expect when I was dating men for anyone to question my sexuality just because you think that you could do something. It's like no, no, no. And and that that whole concept of turning someone is turning someone out. It happens for sure. I mean, shit, I slept with a girl and turned, but it wasn't like a predatory <laughs> accident. Like, yeah, it was like oh. Oh no, I'm I'm now where I need to be. I was turned around this whole time. What about yeah? What about and this is a very serious journalistic question. What about that um, national treasure, Joe Exotic? He said that Travis said that he was turned by Joe Exotic, and then he turned back, and that he hasn't he isn't gay. <clears throat> I think that you can never speak for someone as far as how they identify. And that to me goes back to the whole, everyone's on a spectrum. If that one person turned you and that's all it was, and that's the only man that you'll ever be attracted to, then that's fine. And they identify as straight, then that's fine. You can identify as straight and have slept with uh, the same sex. I, It's one of those things where I think people who want to label something can, and that's that helps them. But that's why my favorite word to say is queer. It's like, it's anything that isn't straight. Like, it isn't this. You know what I mean? Is it like being sober, but then once in a while having a drink? Yeah. And it's like, but but does that mean that if I smoke weed once in a year that I'm a pothead? No, it means that you smoked weed once. Oh, Thank you, you know? for reminding like me. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I got a question for you, James, because this is something that I always like to ask men, especially who are very confident in their sexuality and, like, aren't really questioning. They're, they're not... Worse, what do you mean? I'm right? toxic. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as going into queer spaces like a pride or a gay bar or something like that, I find that straight women have a lot easier time doing it than than straight men, just because they feel like all of a sudden they're being preyed upon. Um. Yeah. Well, I think that it helped me that one of my best friends is gay. Um. But so let me backtrack. So growing up in South London in a predominantly black community, 
the ideas that you're told about gay people, gay men in particular, is that they're very effeminate and they want to just fuck mm-hmm. every guy that they see. That's kind of the narrative. It's a terrible, archaic narrative. It's wrong, but that's what we've kind of grown up with. So that had been my narrative, even though I didn't um, discriminate. That's just what I thought. Then when I found out that one of my best friends was gay, I was like, well, he's the opposite of that. <laughs> he's not effeminate. He doesn't want to, well, he does like to fuck. He did like to, was that Kane? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. But yeah, um, so he he wasn't effeminate. He wasn't like uh, trying to fuck every guy he came into contact with. I was like, so he's already just smashed every narrative. And so hanging out with him meant I went to more gay clubs. And so because I'd already had that right. illusion shattered, going mm-hmm. into those spaces wasn't anything for me. I will, however, say... When I dress super fly and no one buys me a drink, I get fucking offended. <laughs> oh, offended. Because, like, not now because I've got that dad bod, but I'm going to lose this weight. I used to be a snack, a whole fucking snack. Lunchables <laughs> and a cookie, an extra cookie. That was me. I was the best snack. So when I would go to those, um, to, like, the gay bars, I still remember vividly one in SF this year, but... The first time it happened when I went to our place in Seattle and none of those motherfuckers bought me a drink. I was pissed. So I go in there thinking, I'm going to save hella money today because motherfuckers going to be buying me drinks. That's my start of when I walk into yeah. um, gay bars. Yeah. Maybe you should have gone to the cuff. Yeah, I'm not even brave enough to go to the I don't, cuff. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I haven't been there. I've been there. Have you? Mm-hmm. They, Dicks all over. Yeah, I was just saying. They look at women like, what are you doing here? Someone said that to us once. Yeah, yeah. What are you when you enter like a gay bar or something like that? What are your feelings when you walk in? Well, a lot of people go straight to touch my hair, <laughs> so it feels really friendly. But it's also like that's still not okay. You no, know, <laughs> it's never okay. That's like the icebreaker. So when mm-hmm. I'm in gay bars, I'm just like, all right, fine. If we're friends, then you can touch my hair. Yeah. Um, and I think there's better music. Mm. That's that's. Yeah, I, I don't know about one that. One thing I would debate on that. Sometimes I swear it's like some unwritten rule that gay bars have to have not the best music because if they had good music and a great dance environment, like everyone would show Probably, up. yeah. I, I would say the music is usually questionable, but the energy is so good. Yeah, it is definitely an energy vibe. Mm, maybe it's because I'm always rolling when I'm going. Well, that might that might. Yeah, because you could vibe out. But like, do you feel do you feel any type of intimidation if like a female hits on you or tries to dance with you? Um, or... yeah, there have been times when like, because there there's been girls that have been bigger than me. I'm just like, you mean every yeah, human so... being? <laughs> okay, yeah, actually, but like, but they're like kind of aggressive. Mm. Yeah, for and, sure. Like I've only had that happen at our place because otherwise it's just like men that. Well, nothing to do with me or just want to dance to me and i'm right. like yeah let's dance and you don't have to like reach for my ass so that's great um but yeah i've had some like because and, and the reason i pose that question is because i always i always give bill a hard time in a friendly way because you know mo and i a, a, a mutual queer friend that we have we're like let's go let's go up to the hill like this let's go see our people because most of the time we are putting ourselves in great yeah. spaces oh yeah so if like a guy hits on me at a bar, it'd be similar to a girl hitting you on you at a gay bar. And it's kind of like, yeah, but we do that all the time for you. So why can't you come into our space sometimes and put yourself in a more vulnerable or uncomfortable situation? And that's why I think 
there are so many like when you you have a group of gay friends you have that pack to yeah. go to that yeah but at the same time like I hang out with you guys and I have just as much fun and I'm not worried about it at all and well I I, I prefer low battery ones, especially in Seattle I definitely prefer them like they feel a lot safer I've had like bad experiences at all bars like, mm-hmm. or clubs or whatnot but like gay ones definitely feel safer as a petite female true and I think they have better music. Maybe I'm just so fucked up. I don't know. Having a good time in general, yeah. Sometimes you get into a gay bar and like all of a sudden it's like 3 a.m. and you're like, who did I make out with? Where am I? How am I getting home? That's so bad. He has makeup's on my face. Yeah. <laughs> wild, wild. Yeah. And, and pride is the epitome of that. that. Pride is like, we have three days and we're going to we're gonna turn out next week mm. off. <laughs> um, quickly, Joyce, turn your phone to low power mode. Your battery is dying. Oh, thanks. Yeah, at least then we can keep this conversation thanks. going. Doesn't even feel like we've been talking for 15 minutes, which is a great, great sign. Um, Definitely. So, twenty, you were 23. What year was it? I'm not good at math. Uh, okay, so between 2013, 20, we'll go 2013 and 2020. Okay. What uh-huh. differences have you noticed in media representation of the LGBTQ community? It's it's huge. It it really is because like I said earlier, representation in any aspect, it doesn't matter if it's queer, if it's if it's black, if it's trans, if it's whatever, when you see it on your screen, it normalizes it. And you see it in ways that once you start to see stories and and movies and TV shows that look like the world that you live in, then the person who lives in middle America who maybe is not living in that community and seeing those queer people or those black families or those trans people living in their actual reality, they get to see that even though they're not seeing it within their community. And, and, and truly, you know, th- there's an amazing documentary on Netflix that Laverne Cox did about uh, trans people representation in media. And it's just it's most beautiful story of how the way that you explain someone through media is what someone's going to believe that they are and most people don't have a trans friend and so if they don't have a trans friend then they see someone like Jared Leto win an award for being portraying a a trans woman but then he accepts his award as a as a cis white male yeah so when you see the representation by the people who actually live those lives, it makes a difference because you see someone like Laverne Cox in Orange is the New Black be a trans woman in that. And when she goes to an award show, she's still a trans uh, woman. Right. And so that that's a huge deal. And I think those strides have been made a lot. And there's been hiccups along the way. You know, there's been bad representation. But again, you'll take a couple bad ones if it's working towards a positive one. You look at the L word, right? Oh, yeah. Have, have you guys heard? That was uh, I mean, the yes. H- I HBO show? The first no? H- well, I so, think it was Showtime. Yeah. One of a, I never yeah. watched it. So it came out when I was in high school-ish. And you, okay, finally, I have a show. And like that might have piqued my interest. I was like, wow, I'm really invested in these mm-hmm. characters. But if you look back at it, it's about a lot of rich mainly white women in LA that didn't represent an entire community of queer people right so they did a remake and I haven't seen the remake and I know that's still problems with it but they did a remake where they included so many different voices so many different 
uh, actors and and looks and they they basically they call the generation q believe generation queer to trying to say okay this is the new reality let's try to do it again but better i just realized that everyone on that on that word was rich that yeah thing, rich. I, I didn't realize that right. while, while watching like, it. yeah exactly but but we're happy we had it because yeah. we had get your foot in the door first are. right it's kind of like that yeah so as going back to your question about representation it's ever evolving and it's it's the ability to show that we are just as flawed as ever. We are literally human beings. The only difference is what we do in a bedroom is with the same sex versus the opposite. Everything else, we're broke, we're rude, <laughs> we're assholes, like we're great. We're the whole gamut of, of everything. We just happen to have different sexual pre- preferences that have been shown on media throughout our entire lives. So I think it's definitely on the way to being better. And I think just giving more money and more budgeting and all that to any one that like not saying no more cis white male movies but let's oh have God. the people who are making and producing and acting and working on the shows and the movies that we love look like the world yeah, you want in. you want reality to be yeah relayed Real. relayed on the screen yeah. i no, i 100% agree with you cuz i get some of those same kind of feelings with things being black because being a black guy there's not always the representation that you'd want i mean it's in the last five years it's been improved improved tenfold um but yeah i thought it was a really interesting fact the reason because that question was the last question i added even though i'm not mm-hmm. at the last question but it was the last question i added because um at work there was these two straight guys and um, one of them dropped a name of a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. And the other mm. guy didn't get the reference. And I did. And I was like, are you talking about Evie Oddly from... And he was like, yeah, dude. you." And I was like, yeah. And for me, I've been watching Drag Race for maybe two, three, four years. But I've been aware of it because I have gay friends. Um, I'm just accepting it in that world. But I never imagined that... Yeah. It, I didn't realize it was as mainstream as it is. And I realized that's something that maybe in 2013, someone would drop a name of a drag queen. And if it wasn't RuPaul, no one's really going to pick up on that, especially a straight white male. It's not going to be dropping freaking Bendela Creme references in conversation, hoping someone else would get it because it's that much of pop culture. So that's why I wanted to get your, your take on no, you're absolutely right. And and even shows like um, that are run by Sean, and I'm a nerd about movies and TV shows and that I can go into forever, but someone like Shonda Rhimes who created Grey's Anatomy and if you see the evolution of Grey's Anatomy and all of a sudden, you know, you're watching a, the season and you're seeing, you know, three main black characters on a screen being in these amazing roles, these these doctors, these chief of surgeries, but that not being any part about their story like that when I can't wait for the time that I don't notice that that's a that's a progress you know what I mean but it still is good to recognize you know what finally like this this story isn't based around the color of the skin it's based around them being human beings like we all are so I mean not much about sex in that uh (laughs) but also Grey's Anatomy is very like gay and I remember Arizona Roberts and I was like oh She's, Grey's Anatomy gets would... half of a golden dildo. Worst show ever. <laughs> That's less than... than I would rather the watch mouth. Below the Mouth 
than a, a whole movie rather than a single episode from any season of Grey's Anatomy. That's such a strong statement. I can go stronger. I would rather get <laughs> poked in the balls again than watch. Oh, I don't believe that. Where the knife at? You didn't you throw up? No. That, oh, I, no, I threw up, but that wasn't because I, I was just sick. <laughs> I was just sick. They were. That's because he was thinking about an episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> exactly. That's literally what I say when I puke. Grey's. Grey's. <laughs> so. Okay, well then, I'm going to change the subject from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. I have a question. Okay. Um, do you feel that there are any pressures within the queer community that revolve around sex that are different from... Oh, the whole, I mean, the one thing that is so prevalent, and I think TikTok is making it way worse right now. Granted, TikTok is great because a lot more baby queers are coming out at, like, 15, and, like, congratulations, also, fuck you, you didn't have to question yourself (laughs) your entire life. But, But it's also this whole idea of, like, who's a top, who's a bottom, who's the masculine one, like, these roles, they're creating roles within the queer community that, like, we're always just like, I was like, we... There's not that. That's the point. It's like there yeah, isn't there any roles. That, well, and there may be. There are people that don't like to, you know, the touch me nots. There are people that are pillow princesses that won't ever reciprocate. But mostly, everyone's like, I'm sleeping with this woman because I enjoy having sex with women, both giving and receiving. So I don't know why we're trying to put these, and I use this in a nice way, straight narratives to how we're supposed to have sex like kind of a masculine and feminine yeah aspect. like are are you only receiving and are you only giving because you're doing it wrong <laughs> like, well I, to, I like to not answer. be fun with my addition to that i think that's because this sounds so political and hippie but whatever any <laughs> underrepresented or marginalized or minority group the easiest way to put them against each other is to give them that mentality that this or that. There's a dominant power and someone that's lesser. And that just comes from the way back when, when we're men and we're the dominant and women are lesser. Mm-hmm. And so in same-sex relationships, you have to have, well, you don't have to, but they want to create that same kind of divide and fuck with the unity by saying someone has to be greater, someone has to be lesser. It happens in sexual situations, um, minority groups. They're always trying to create a better than and a lesser than in the connotation just so you can ensure that there's not complete unity. You don't want it to be flat. You want it to be a hill to climb. Absolutely. That's super hippy dippy. I feel like this ties in to why. Blame this. Um, That's why it was hippy dippy. What is that? Oh, okay. I relate this to why cis heterosexual males don't want to be pegged, which is my issue right now. <laughs> yeah. Pegging. Pegging's a thing. And like, Honestly, who if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. And I think it's just this, going back to what James is saying, is this idea that if you are the dominant, then you cannot ever be the submissive. I think that's my, my biggest thing, because I definitely want to peg someone. <laughs> it's not happening, but I really think it's just because, like, there's someone just doesn't want to let go of that power. Or, yeah. I don't say anything, but... May just not be something that turns them on. Did you no. ever think about that, like... There's certain things that I aren't did, to do with the power think, dynamic. I think maybe it's just like it's been ingrained that that's not something that should be a turn. So there's like it's not allowed. It's like my fantasies aren't valid here just because. But you 
believe yeah males i'm telling you like the 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 awakening i've had sexually like i used to think oh i wasn't really into sex oh no when i figured out i like sex i want it all the time <laughs> like and this quarantine has been rough like i <laughs> i literally I, I had someone come visit from spokane came to seattle like basically the day that or you know left on the day that everything got shut down and that was the last time i had sex and then most recently i i literally hit up someone because i was like i know i this is a i know this is gonna work we're cool like this isn't a relationship and we're gonna have a fun time so like i'm like i can't wait anymore uh-huh. <laughs> That's a long Yeah, time. thank you. Five day, ten day <laughs> bullshit over here. Like, I was like, yeah, no, no sympathy. People for have me. needs. Yeah. I, it was one of those things. And I joked with my friend. I was texting my friend and go, this sounds crazy, but I truly, truly miss going down on a girl. Like that was the thing. I was like, that's what I miss. It was nothing else. Like, I miss giving that pleasure. And I'm gonna find a way to do it. <laughs> Like, who can I invite? Yeah. Like, yeah. Who can I who are you? Did you test for COVID? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you clean. Because <laughs> I got my negative results right here. So. I got the papers, man. Let's let's speed this up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's one thing. What going back to kind of the the struggle is there are people that are more tops. There are people that are more bottoms. That you prefer one thing, like, but it's the idea that people are trying to like make it who wears the pants and the whole the the most common thing is no one does that's the point like that's the comeback no one wears the pants like we're all having orgasms and all of a sudden we're having sex for five hours and it's 4 30 in the morning i gotta get up at six (laughs) but i didn't realize so much time had passed because you just you kind of get distracted the best way to do it yeah that's that's one thing that has happened many a time though you're just like how is it four hours? <laughs> Man. Man. Yeah. But I'm saying, try, you got to find someone to peg eventually in your life. A oh, strap yes. on is but a power the, dynamic. The, and it's sex escalator. That's a deal. Yes. Well, and as I think I heard one time James was saying, like, you figure out the work that has to be done. I mean, I definitely, <laughs> even as like a female, I've had partners where like, I have to do all the work. And that's a lot. Right. That's a lot. So. Dude. As a man, I just, don't. If I have a strap on, maybe I'll op- open up the dialogue. Open up the dialogue, and eventually, some some walls might be broken down. You know, I've been shot down by two different people <laughs> already. <laughs> I it's gonna it's gonna that's a specific guy. That's just do it with a girl. Yeah, I think I'd rather do it with a girl. Just do it with I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> I think I'd rather do that with a girl, actually. So those are expensive, though. So just so you know. Oh, how much? Well, it depends on the quality of it, but like, oh, like a medium quality. I mean, expensive as in like if you get a medium quality, a hundred plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's an invest. Sex stores are investing. They are. Like, going cheap. Don't bring that shit around me. Okay. No. <laughs> hey, stimulus checks number two. Let's go. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else I need, especially because I'm not getting laid right now. <laughs> Listeners, please do not blow your stimulus checks on uh, strap-ons unless you orgasm. Unless you really orgasm? want okay, them. And these are so good for your health. They're good for headaches, anxiety. Yes. I'm not saying well, I'm not saying toys, but orgasm. Don't blow it if 
you need a second. Yes, if you have no fridge, in, no food in your fridge, I would suggest at least buying some food and then see it. Maybe don't get a medium level quality. Just get one of those cheap ones. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot of quality stuff out there. I don't know. I don't, I think you shouldn't put other people's priorities on them. If you don't want to eat. I mean, I've given up eating food to eat something else. (laughs) You know what? That's 100% right. What I was doing was yucking the yum. And one thing we don't do here is yuck that yum. (laughs) You get your eat on. Chow, chow, chow. (laughs) Chow down. (laughs) Let me tell yeah. No, it's, that's my favorite part. I will. <laughs> Any other questions? Last minute. Uh... I know tips or tricks. Tips yeah, or once tricks. once you're done with tips or tricks, I have some uh, quick fires to end end off with. Okay. okay. Wait. Do, am I doing tips or tricks, or am I doing the quick tips fire? or tricks first? Um, with anything specific. Oh, okay. This might. This probably is TMI. One thing that I have found when sleeping with women. I'm taking notes, by the way. I know. Well, I mean, you guys are with partners, obviously, now, but when for someone who doesn't sleep with a consistent person often, um, I just haven't been in a relationship. While during this adventurous four hours or whatever, one thing I personally love is to have them actually get themselves off and to see that because every woman is so different when it comes up, down, left, right, fast, slow. Like, you know, you could think it's fast because you're having a good time but really they only get off by going very slow so to kind of be there and be in the presence but also like let them do it is how I learn a lot and then I'm like got it a little to the left up down <laughs> seriously like, like, no, no, like, okay, okay, when I was the two pump jump and I was after I'd been in denial about it and I accepted being a two-pump chump, I actually used that technique because I was like, look, this ain't going to please you. So I need to find out how to do something <laughs> else. So you show me how you get yeah. off and then I'm going to replicate that and we're going to create some fireworks. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't listen, if you don't use your words, like that's one thing. It's please tell me I'm okay. If I'm going down on you and you're not truly getting off, this is doing neither of us any good. It's not like a man who may still get the pleasure from it. It's like, no, I'm not. This is, I'm here for you. So tell me <laughs> to the left, slightly down. <laughs> exactly. What you please, mean. please. Cause that's hot to me. That's so it like, uh, so attractive. It is. it's super attractive. Yeah. So, okay. Quick fire. Quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fires t-shirt. member. Cause we've had guests and every time we say quick fire, they decide it's not going to be quick fire and take 25 seconds to answer these questions. I can already tell okay. you're going to shoot straight from the hip. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna add one. Tell me when it's your last one. So I'm gonna add one on there. Okay. Um, I'll start easy. Dinner and a movie or Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. Big booty or big bosom. Booty all day. Uh, preferred dating app. Ah, uh, they all kind of suck. The one that I think is the best for women is probably her, but I'm not on it. Celeb crush. Tessa Thompson. Ooh, damn, she's fine. That's oh, a good one. She, I feel like she would be so that's, good in bed too. That's, that's a good one. Uh, that was my that was my last one. I only had four choice. Okay. Okay. Morning sex or evening sex? All night <laughs> to the morning. But I do love morning sex. I do love some good it's morning the best. sex. I like morning Bright? sex. Yeah. It's the best. 
and then you just like sent off for your day just like yeah just on a cloud <sighs> for sure was that quick yeah. fire enough for you that was the best was the we've had so had. far all right yeah i cool. i, I, I um First of all, I want to commend you on how great you are as well. I mean, all of our guests have been completely <laughs> phenomenal. Um, but I feel like you had just a certain ease. And I'm wondering if it's because you have that personal connection and you're in the same room as Joyce, or if it's just because you're a phenomenal orator. But regardless, <laughs> very, very uh, appreciative of, of you sacrificing your time for this podcast. No, I... I, I... I'm glad to be here. Like I said, I listen to you guys and it's always fun to get a new perspective. And I talk about sex all the time with my friends. And I don't, I think if you're not talking about it, you're not having good Hell sex. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> snap, snap I like one. that. You. Um, and I appreciate you guys having me on. So, Well, it's what we do here. I, we uh, like to educate ourselves. And so we pretend that we know everything and invite people on and just, just take <laughs> notes. <laughs> we yeah we're all guessing better. until we figure shit out that's so. true <laughs> yeah um so that yeah it's been another episode of the sexcapades podcast episode 17 as always uh find us on apple Podcasts, spotify the anchor podcast app google play breaker stitcher overcast app Make sure you subscribe because then you'll get that Many. automatic download. Um, find us on our Instagram. We've been a lot more active on Instagram. We have, we're under new management and it's phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> um, so find us on the Instagram page, sexcapades underscore pod. That's sexcapades underscore P-O-D. And we will keep bringing you the knowledge, the funk, the fun, and the uh the sex obviously thank you now i'm going to try to join the queer club <laughs> well everybody i'll give you an there order we go. happy national, <laughs> national orgasm day people there we go happy yeah go get them <laughs>